Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 22 of the pod. You guys, get ready for something super fun and different in today's episode. I am bringing on my best friend who I have known for most of my life since grade five, or as you Americans like to say, fifth grade. Um, And she has been through life with me. She is really more of a sister than anything. And I had the absolute privilege of being interviewed by her. A lot of you guys uh, put in questions through either my Instagram post or in our Live Your Fuck Life pod squad community on Facebook. If you're not in there, make sure you hop in um, because because we have so much going on in there and, and great questions that you can ask for future Q&A episodes because we're going to do be doing more of these. And I was so, 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 so thrilled to be able to bring her on. She is an avid listener of the pod. She's probably listening right now. Hey, Carol. And I'm really excited for you guys to get to know her and um, get a sneak peek at some of the things that maybe you maybe didn't know about me or questions that you wanted to know more about. We dive into all sorts of topics and stuff from ranging from nutrition to my philosophy and values and all sorts of stuff. But before we officially dive in, I wanted to do a quick shout out for today's review of the week. So this one's from Instagram. And it goes to Active Fingers. And she said, I love the word switch Amanda makes from finding balance to juggling your priorities. And she was talking about episode 18, um, which is called Balance is a Load of BS. It was my last solo episode. And you guys have really loved that episode. Um, And I'm really glad that that has resonated. It's such a simple shift, but one that I think has really been powerful for my own journey. And I'm really glad to hear that it's been impacting yours as well. So um, thank you so much, um, Active Fingers, for, for sharing the love spreading the word about the pod. If you love today's episode or any episode for that matter, be sure to share it around and shout it out um, and pass it to your friend. Um, That's how we spread the word and really, really allow all of these amazing tools and resources that um, these incredible guests that are coming on um, to be able to be spread and and share these tools with with other women who are going through the quarter life crisis BS because I know that I'm not alone on it and I know you're not alone on it. So spread the love and, um, and all that jazz. All right. So before we officially get in, Caroline, you guys, I just want to give her so much props because Caroline is someone who I've known for so long and I have had the pleasure of watching her really come into her own um, as a woman, as a feminist, as a badass lawyer. She just finished um, her articling year and she is heading into the, the real world of being a lawyer And she is also so much more than that. She is a creative. She is a writer. um, She is just the funniest, goofiest, most warm friend you will ever meet and is arguably the most loyal person I've ever met on the planet. If you have ever had the privilege of, of knowing her which I know some of you guys who listen to this podcast do, um, then you know why I'm just so thrilled to have her on and um, for you guys to get a sneak peek of our relationship and also just of her and um, and some stuff about me. So dig in, listen, this is a really fun episode and I'm really excited to share with you guys and here we go. 
Hey guys, it's Amanda here, and I am with my favorite human on the planet. Um, I'm so excited to introduce this amazing human to you guys. Um, you guys have gotten to meet a lot of really amazing, amazing women and one man so far um, on the podcast that I've gotten a chance to interview. And today would normally be a solo episode, but instead of it just being me, um, I'm here with my best friend, uh, Caroline. She has been my best friend since grade five. I'm sure we'll probably maybe get into that at some point because we're doing an interview style. She's come up with some questions and mixed in some of the questions you guys have asked on my Instagram and also in the Facebook community. If you're not already in there, make sure you hop in. The link is in the show notes. Um, and I'm really excited to introduce you to her. Um, so Caroline, say hello to the audience. Hello, audience. <laughs> um, and we are currently up at my cottage, you guys. It's like our my favorite place on the planet. Um, and this is kind of where I feel most at home. We're chilling in our sweatpants. It feels super chill and amazing. And we've had a really great Bon Voyage the Boobs weekend um, in celebration. And you guys might have seen this on Instagram. We're filming this or filming this. We're recording this um, a few weeks before this is going to air. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to dig in. I have no idea what she's planned for me. So I'm just going to let her take the reins and let her introduce herself to you guys. But um, she's super not in the wellness world. Um, She's a budding lawyer and just like graduated from law school as a freaking badass and lives in Canada, lives in Toronto. Um, That's where we met. And um, is also has like super, super crazy cool passions um, as like a screenwriter and um, has written a whole bunch of really incredible stuff um, in, in the midst of also being one of the funniest humans I've ever met. So, yeah, I just gave you a really, really, really intense lead up. So get ready. But um, Carolyn, I'm going to let you take the reins and um, and be the interviewee this time. This is going to be so weird or interviewer, interviewer. All right. Here you go. All righty. Well, I'm excited to be here. So hello. I am a big fan of the podcast. I listen to every week. Um, and so I'm excited to ask you some questions. So the majority of the questions I'm going to ask you today are going to be things that um, you are expanding on things you've talked about. So if you haven't heard anything about Amanda so far, you should go back, read her blog, listen to the old podcast episodes, because you're going to feel a little lost. Um Okay, so I'm going to start with a question that um, one of your uh, podians, is that what they're called? Okay, Um, (laughs) uh, asked you. So Ash Jacobs 7 asked, what are some small everyday practices you do to live your fuck yes life? I know to change your life, you need to start with small practices and work your way up. Have you tried, what have you tried and what has worked and what hasn't worked for you? That's a really good question. Small practices. So you guys know that I'm a big believer in small things leading to big things. And a huge, huge part of why I am where I am today is because I started implementing really small things. Um, it started with my like health and fitness journey. Um, it started with like making sure that I was getting in like three workouts a week and, you know, drinking more water and, instead of focusing on food of what I couldn't have, because that was a big trigger for me, um, I would start implementing more vegetables or more, you know, healthy fats in my diet. Um, so that was a big thing, but something that I've been really doing a lot with my self care practice specifically, um, in the last year and a half, um, that may seem really small, but has made a huge shift for me is my morning routine. And if you guys have been following me for a long time, you've probably seen me talk about this or or on my Insta stories, I'm up pretty early um, because I never used to be a morning person. 
but I would say that one probably has been really big. So just setting my alarm. I, I, I read the book, the five second rule by Mel Robbins. Um, and just the entire science behind using that technique, um, really helped me launch myself out of bed, get up early and start my day with intention. Um, so just that alone and making sure that I'm dedicating, you know, an hour to myself in the morning and, and getting in the stuff I want to do, whether that's working out or, or journaling or, you know, having the time to make a really nice breakfast, whatever that is. Um, I think that is probably the biggest one. Things that I've tried that did not work. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I think everything has, it has its place and also, um, also has a reason and, and shows you something. So for example, I used to say that like meditation didn't really work for me. And it's funny because we've been talking about that this weekend too. Um, but meditation didn't really work for me because I felt like I wasn't good at it, quote unquote, good, on, good at it. And, um, actually through, through a lot of the interviews on this podcast and also a couple of, of conversations outside of this, who I've, when I've spoken with people who really love meditation, I've realized that it's more of something for yourself, um, and less to be good at it and like get your thoughts quiet because I always am thinking about things. So, um, so I think like for a long time I was thinking, oh, I should have meditation as part of my, my daily routine. And I will be honest and say, I don't actually think meditation is something that I need. Like I will do it and I will, f I will feel the benefits of it, but it's also not something that I do and see a, a, a complete shift in my mood or, or the way that I approach the rest of the day when I have done those things. But the things that really have made those shifts for me are getting up early and having a morning routine that I, I'm just really time for myself. Um, and also another big one for me has been journaling and just having a space to be able to really allow myself to do that. So I started with a book called The Artist's Choice, which is quite an extensive process. You have to, for three months, get up every day and do something called brain dumping, where you essentially for 30 minutes just write whatever's on your brain. Um, and that just really, I was in a very highly anxious time of my life. And it was um, dealing with a lot of stuff in my personal life. And that just really helped me get all of the thoughts out so that I could sort of start from scratch. So I think... I think journaling and morning routine would probably be my two biggest answers to that question. So, yeah. Well, thank you for that answer. Um, so leading off of that, you mentioned two books you've read. Um, so uh, you read a lot of personal development books. And the first question is, how do you choose your books? Oh, good question. So a big part of it is, is figuring out where I'm lacking or where I'm struggling with. So that's at first it was honestly just people that I respected and looked up to. They were like, this is the book that I really like and I think you would like it. And so I would read those. Um, but now where I'm at in my journey, I've read a lot of personal development books and sometimes I get really personal development booked out and I'm like, I need to just read a fiction book and, and go back to my love of, of fiction, which, which you totally get since you love fiction so much. Um, but I think lately it's been a lot of, okay, like where am I struggling with and what do I need right now? Do I need something that's very, um, like gives me a lot of courage and will help me like really arm myself with confidence or do I need something that's going to allow me to work through some stuff that I'm going through or do I need some more business book related because it helps me with my business or my entrepreneur stuff. So I think I really try to look inside and get intentional with myself every month and go, okay, like, what do I need right now? And then I look, or I ask for recommendations with my community or I, or I look up books that will kind of fit the mold based on that. So, yeah. Okay. And then my follow-up question to that is 
You already said your morning routine is the thing that you really took away from reading um, personal development books. But can you give us like three other big takeaways that you've gotten from three different books? Oh, good question. Okay, so the standouts, I'm just going to say the first ones that came to my brain. So the one of the, the very first, it's not the first, hmm, one of the first personal development books I ever read um, was called The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. And it's a very long book. And half the book is her sharing her takeaways and, and, and kind of truth bombs is what she calls it. And then the second part of it is a workbook. And the entire goal is to get really clear on your core desired feelings. And I spent a lot of my life, my, my, my life pre-starting my business um, as a goal-oriented, success-driven, type-A perfectionist person. And I was always like creating bucket lists. And I had lists here and lists there. And if I didn't finish my bucket list, I would feel like a failure. And most of the time, I would show up the next year and none of the things had gotten accomplished because they weren't really based in what I wanted. They were just based in what I thought I should want. And so what I love about this book is that it helps you work through um, all of your thoughts and, and and what you're actually feeling to get close to and choosing words that represent your core desired feelings of how you want to show up in your in your day-to-day life in your in your life in general um, and so that one was really fun to, to do especially early on because it started taking me out of what I thought I needed to achieve versus what I want how I wanted to feel and so every decision I made I would go okay how do I want to feel in life? And does this decision get me closer to that or does it get further away? So that was really cool. Um, Yeah. So then I'm just going to quickly interrupt you and say, sometimes in life you absolutely have to take a step back to be able to take a step forward. So how do you navigate that when you're like constantly trying to push forward um, and to not allow yourself to like sink back into those feelings of not good enough if you need to take a step back, especially if you can't see the final like, end goal right because it's not always obvious that's a really good question look at you you should just take over my show okay no um that's a real yeah that's a tough question so here's the thing I guess I don't see it as look going back like look having to go back as more as more of just look within so for me it's less about pushing forward and more about creating a life that is reflective of my values Does that make sense? So having a space where, you know, it's like, for example, if I were to, I don't, I haven't done the exercise in a while, but at the time, one of my core desired feelings was to feel really grounded because I was always living in a highly anxious state. And so I would, when a decision came up or a job opportunity came up or, you know, uh, me wanting to like being invited to a party came up, I would always got, it was a way for me to gut check myself and say, does this does this opportunity or this specific instance allow me to get closer to what I, how I want to feel in my day-to-day life? Or does it, does it go away from that? It led me more, it just helped me give a greater way to navigate life. That makes sense. It it does. does. Um, Okay. That actually like leads me really nicely into my next question, because you talk a lot about living within your value system. And this is like a big theme that comes up over and over again in your approach to whether it's like fitness or nutritional eating or like how you feel towards yourself or with your relationship and all these things. So I'm wondering if you could give us like in no particular order, your top three most important values today sitting in this room. My personal values? Mm. Um, so connection, 
is a huge one for me. Um, I think that's a big part of why I started this podcast. Um, just connecting with a greater audience beyond just my clients and, um, the people in my, my coaching circle. Um, and also just connecting with really incredible women who I've had on the podcast who it's so fantastic because I've gotten to learn so much from them as much as I, I hope that they've, you know, gained and my audience has gained from learning from them as well. So connection is a really big one for me right now. Um, it's it's interesting because I'm in such a really unique time of my life. So health is like, and has been for a long time, but it's very different for me right now than I think it has been. Um, just dealing with all of the, navigating a new set, like a new umbrella almost of what it means to be healthy for me. Um, because it's been for a long time about being active and, and healing from my binge eating and and recovering from my orthorexia and just like being in a really good place with, with nutrition and my body and, and my, my hormone health and that kind of stuff. But I feel like the past, you know, less than a year, six months, it's been like hormone health meets, okay, like we're going to get in the best, in the best health I can possibly be in and make sure I'm doing everything in my, in my power to be able to really be at my best for surgery and on also like set myself up for success for the rest of my life. So that I, you know, if I do have to, you know, deal with ovarian cancer or whatever, if that happens before I've, I've gotten to it, that I can be in the best shape of my life and the best health of my life internally. And so that I can really attack that head on. Um, and also for all the surgeries that, you know, are coming my way. Um, so that's been a really big one. Um, yeah. So connection, health, number three, huh? It's always so hard to like pare it down. Um, play. Yeah. Play. I feel like I went into this year. Um, well, it, it's been about a year that I, I had, a, I had kind of a, a gut check moment for myself where I went, I've been really focused on on building my business and really focused on um, just making sure that I was building a life for our family. And I I realized like I along the way I had forgotten to make play a priority, which for me, if I don't have the playful aspects in my life on the daily, I feel very, very stuck and just not not alive. And so I think having Toby, who you guys know, is my golden doodle, the love of my life. Um, like I think having him has always has really helped with that because he just naturally makes me have to play. Like he, he reminds me to be playful. Um, but it was just adding little things in, you know, for the last year has really, really, really helped. And also getting to get back in touch with my playful imaginative side while, while doing theater stuff. And, um, yeah, I just think constantly having, you know, my dance parties, like all that stuff has just been really important to me. So I guess if I had to pick three, it would be connection, health and play. Yeah. None of those surprise me. Wait, what are yours? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I don't, so I will first tell the podians, um, I don't really read, uh, self develop, uh, personal development books. Um, for me, reading is an escape so I read mostly fiction um and if any of you are looking for a good YA book just let me know um so I guess um uh I haven't really like thought about this question like in these terms but if I was going to say what my top three values are uh the first is family uh, family is a big priority for me. And and for me, family doesn't mean blood. It means like my feelings towards my people that are my family. 
Um, Amanda calls them her tribe. I call them my people. Um, my second value is probably uh, diligence, self-diligence, and like um, because my job is very important to me, um, and being good at my job is important to me. So, and that requires me to be diligent. Um, fun fact, I am not very good at uh, attention to detail. So if any future employers are listening to this, oh boy. But I'm really not good at it. So it takes a lot of work for me to actually pay attention to details. So diligence is my second. And my third, I guess, um, would be juggling, not balance. Bring it back to the last solo episode. If you guys haven't listened to that one, definitely go check it out. <laughs> Cracking my shit up. <laughs> yeah, this is like a failed value right now for me in my life. I'm not good at it. The juggling has turned into one ball held in my hand. There are no flying balls. <laughs> Do with that what you will. Um, moving on. <laughs> Amanda's dying. Okay. So speaking of nutrition, um. You say that you've tried a lot of different diets. Um, FYI, I've tried more. Um, <laughs> how open do you think you are to other methods of nutrition that maybe differ from what you usually advocate for? Um, like, So, for example, intermittent fasting or um, ketogenic diets, well, ketogenic lifestyle, I guess, or like carb-heavy versus fat-heavy diets. Like, how do you approach that with your clients? Because everybody is so different, right? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So I think it's funny because I think at first my my instinct when I get asked this question or when you were saying this question, my instinct is like I just don't really believe in diets in the first place because I spent so many years on so many and it really negatively impacted not just my body but also my mental, my mental health and my psyche around the whole thing. So I think when it comes to the work that I do with my clients from a, from a nutrition and a fitness standpoint, it's all focused in just whole food nutrition and having a, a balanced, well, you know, a balanced, you know, relationship with food. So that for me, that includes, yes, eating whole nutritious foods that are going to fuel your body from the inside out and having all the food groups included, not limiting anything and also having soul foods in there, you know, whether that's, you know, a cupcake or whatever, like I don't believe in, 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 in saying anything is, is hypothetically good or bad. Um, there are foods that are going to obviously fuel you better, right. Than McDonald's will. (laughs) Right. And that's just nutritionally true. Um, but I don't believe in, I think I don't believe in a lot of diets or a lot of those things because I have such a personally negative experience with them. But that said, you know, I also am never going to say to somebody, don't do something, um, because I ultimately believe that, you know, if they're coming to me to work with me, it's because they know that they are looking for a whole foods relationship. They want to have a healthy relationship with food. They don't want to emotionally eat anymore and they want to have fun along the way and it make it be a, a lifestyle, not just like a constant go from one thing to the other and see what works. Um, that being said, I also believe that our bodies are, really, really unique and interesting and going, you know, trying out certain, um, nutritional lifestyles can be, um, very, um, 
it can tell a lot about your body and your composition. So for example, I normally don't limit foods, but last year I went gluten-free for a, well, grain-free for a while and then ended up transitioning to gluten-free because I was really trying to figure out what was causing my eczema to to come up and flare so awfully. And it was really, really debilitating for me. And removing gluten completely eradicated it for me. Um, And so for me, I was going through that process because it was showing up in other ways. So I think that nutrition plays a huge role of how our bodies respond um, beyond just like the way we look, which I think is, is, is a really big thing that a lot of people don't realize. And certainly I didn't know or understand even just a few years ago. So, you know, I, I personally don't believe that intermittent fast, intermittent fasting is, is healthy for women. It, it can be very debilitating for our hormones. Um, but, but that's not something that I'm ever going to bash because I don't personally have, have an experience with it. So I can't speak for it myself. I also have never done keto, but it's because I know that it, it involves limiting foods. And that's something that is not healthy for me because it will bring me back to old habits, which I never want to go back to. So, but I also know people who love keto and it's worked really well for them and their symptoms. Um, but it's also something that it should not be sustained forever because constantly living in that in ketosis is really bad for your body to be there for long periods of time. So I think it, you just have to really, um, get self-aware and, and, and get, and get curious about what, what you need. Um, and if something is causing you to be mentally frustrated or unstable or, or start having habits that lead, could lead to disordered relationship with food or fitness, it's about finding a lifestyle and a system that feels really positive for you and what your needs are. Cause you're right. We all, we all are different. So yeah, I'm not sure if that I, I answered that question, but <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, okay. So my next question is from be well with Michelle. Um, Oh, actually, no, I'm so sorry. Be well with Michelle. We're going to ask your question in a second. I'm so sorry. Um, this is from CC Nutri, Nutri health one Oh one. If you could choose, what would your last meal on earth be? Oh God. Um, that's a good question. Part of me wants to stay, say like a big old steak with potatoes, like roasted potatoes and green beans and like a flourless chocolate cake. That's probably what I would say if it was my last meal, but also sushi. I know you were like, Amanda, why won't you say sushi? I know she was, you guys, I wish you could have seen Caroline's face. She was looking at me like I had three eyeballs. Um, yeah, probably sushi would be would be my go-to answer. But I do uh, lately I've been just like loving on the steak. So yeah, sushi, probably like a an Alaskan roll with like some salmon and some avocado in there and maybe some roe on top. Good seaweed salad. Mm. <laughs> Caroline and I love sushi. So Yeah, it would be all sushi with dessert as chips for me. Yeah, because <laughs> why not? Um Alrighty, let's um, let's change the pace a little bit. Um, what is the most surprising thing you have learned about yourself so far? Like in my life? No, as in like on this journey, like since you started, you know, and being a coach and like doing all this work on yourself. Mm. So that's interesting. The biggest lesson I've learned about myself. Um, Ooh, I haven't thought about that. I would say, I would say that 
I spent a lot of my life holding myself back that I am way more, I have way more potential than I thought I did. And that I, I really have the ability to like make anything happen in the world if I just decide it. And I think that's been really liberating for me because I feel like I put myself in a box for a lot of my life just because it was easy to do that. And I went to a school that kind of facilitated that in a lot of ways, um, which was good in some ways because it helped shape me and mold me in those facets. But I also feel like I, I really didn't think that I could go beyond just being very, taking a very, uh, yeah, a specific path. And I feel like the, the last mm, two and a half years, like three years have just really allowed me to like realize that like there is literally no ceiling and I can just do whatever my mind says. Like if I want to write a book, I'll write a book. If I want to go live in freaking Bali for three years, I'll go live in Bali. Not that I not want that. Caroline shaking her. She's like, don't go far away. <laughs> um, you know, not that that's what I want right now, but if I wanted to do that, I could make it happen. And I just think that that's really amazing and incredible thing. And something I, I wish more people knew so that there were more people doing the things that they really wanted to do instead of just living in their box. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I'm going to be honest. I find it very surprising because I think that growing up, um, I don't think that you, so as an outsider from your life in the sense that like I wasn't there every second of every day in your head, um, you didn't fit the mold of your high school anyways. You were always playing piano. You were always singing. You were always in choir. You were always acting. So maybe it's different because I didn't go to your high school, but when I knew you, there was no surprise that you were going to acting school and there was no surprise that you were going to be an actor. And while like I acknowledge that your parents support meant a lot to you at the time, her parents are awesome by the way. Um, a shout out to Carol and David. Um, but um, yeah, it did not surprise me. And so I think that like the, I think that your schooling helped you gain a like critical thinking foundation that's very important in life but I I never would have thought that you would think that it had boxed you in so I think it's really interesting yeah well and for the for those of you guys who 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 don't know this side of the story and I don't think I've really talked about this very much on the podcast but I went to a very academic high school I'm in Canada and you know, I ended up after high school taking a gap year in between high school and university because I had planned and intended and applied for only English lit programs. My path was I'm going to do an English lit major and with honors and go to law school. I was going to be a lawyer and I was my mom, my mom's a lawyer. And so I was like, that's the path I'm going to take and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, you know, everyone else around me in my class was was doing similar things. They were, they were, you know, planning to go to law school or go into medicine or do business. And, um, it's just like a very, like, that's the path you take. And if it weren't for my mom, honestly, sitting me down, shout out Carol again, um, sitting me down and, and, you know, halfway through my, my last year of high school and being like, you know, this theater thing, you're really good at this. You love this. Like, you know, that if you wanted to, you could do this for your career. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, this is just my, for fun. Right. Cause I had always done, I had always done choir, always done these things, but they would always been, you know, after school things and things that were, I never, ever considered 
doing anything but the traditional path as a career choice. And so I think that was a really big shift for me. And it's what ended, you know, what I ended up deferring my programs and just sort of taking a year to really figure out what I wanted to do and apply to America and all the stuff to be able to go to the schools that I would want to go to. And that's how I ended up in in Chicago and going to my school. Um, So I think, I think for so much of my life or 19 years of my life, you know, I, I did, I lived in a box and, and I tried to get out of it as much as I could, but I, I truly felt like that's where my path was going. And even with acting, I feel like I've, I held myself back a lot in school. Um, I feel like I always, always was because of my perfectionist tendencies. I always was trying to be this like very perfect in the box version of myself and version of myself as an actor. And I wasn't really exploring and and breaking beyond that, those barriers and allowing myself to dig deep in a way that I have in the past few years, even as, you know, I think all the work I've done on myself um, as a result of my coaching business um, has also allowed my acting to flourish and just myself to flourish in ways that I never imagined because I don't feel like I have a box anymore, which is really really liberating and something I honestly never thought I would have. Does that explain it a little more? Yeah, it absolutely does. But I think also when you're 19, you need a box for like when you're in high school, I think you need boxes to keep you safe. And so I think that like all this work you're doing is, is great and like very laudable and difficult and all these things. But I also think that it's important to recognize that it's, you know, I think everybody, would what am I trying to say I'm trying to say that I think that as a teenager the fact that you thought that you were going to do what your mom does is quite a normal thing yeah yeah totally I completely agree and I think I think we need to have some kind of a, a path right that that we're we're led down because you know at 17 18 we have no idea what the hell we want to do with the rest of our life hell at you know 27 and like beyond like we we don't have to know what we want to do with the rest of our life but I think Knowing that it's okay to break the mold was something I didn't understand until my mom sat down with me. And so I think that started and perpetuated that very slow process for me. Um, And so I think just like going beyond the mold of what I thought was quote unquote okay or traditional um, has just been really freeing for me. Um, Okay, so... I'm going to start to wrap this up a little bit. Um, But my last like heavy question. Moving forward, tell us a little bit about your ambitions. Ambitions. Um, Yeah. So that's a, that's a big, a big question. It's funny because I feel like it's, it goes back to the whole bucket list thing. Like I used to have a lot of like big plans and five year, 10 year plans and I'm going to be married by 24 and you know, I'm going to have kids by 27. You were married by 24. I know, but that's crazy. And I can't believe that still happened. And that's a sidebar. I'll have to tell you guys, I'll have to have Kev come on the pod and and share our, our, our wedding story. But anyways, um, you know, but like also I just figured I would have kids by this time, you know, like when I was, when I was younger, like I had that, this plan. And so I think, I think lately, like my ambitions are, um, honestly to just live a life based on the way I want to feel, which is very, very probably not the answer you want, but (laughs) 
I don't I don't feel like we need concrete answers. I guess it's just like what because even if you don't have a strict plan, like you're not just floundering around aimlessly, like there's a direction you're going in. Yeah, I think um if there's some anything I've realized in the last couple of years, it's that I am like I am put on this earth to tell stories. Um, I think that's a huge part of why I love podcasting and why I love talking to all you guys every week and, and being able to bring incredible people on. And I think that's a big part of why I love what I do as, uh, you know, a business mentor and, and a fitness coach and, and being able to like share my, you know, my, my shit on social media and my blog. Like it's just about telling stories and it's why I went into acting because I love I love to tell stories and bring people along and, and hopefully allow them to see bits of themselves within those things so that they can also start to see their story of their life or change the story of their life if they're not happy with it. Um, and so for me, it's just about really continuing that path. Like I just, I feel like I'm on the, I'm on a path that feels really good for the first time in a long time. And, and I just want to, continue that and if that leads to speaking engagements or writing a book or uh you know um you know performing at the Stratford Festival you know I'm putting out all my dreams for you guys right now so get gear up um you know like I will see um but but honestly it's just to live a life that that feels really fulfilling where I'm telling stories surrounded by people that matter to me and, and connected to amazing, incredible people that constantly are allowing me to rise up and be my best self. And, um, and hopefully I can do that for them too, you know? Awesome. Okay. So at the end of your podcast, you always ask some fun questions. So I'm going to start with finally be well with Michelle, my bad girl. Um, what is home to you? Um, home is wherever, my husband Kev and our dog Toby is it's and also this cottage um, you guys were sitting in like in my cottage right now and it's pouring rain and it's just my favorite place on the planet and it always feels like I come home when I'm coming here but but honestly it's I think it's less about a place and more about um the way you feel when you're with the people that make home feel like home uh, I had a feeling you might say the cottage. Um, so given that we are surrounded by forestry, what is your favorite flower? Ooh, this has changed. So Gerber daisies used to be my go-to um, like for a long, long, long time. But lately I've been really into more like foliage and like the eucalyptus trees you can get at like Trader Joe's. Um I'm really into those. But if it had to be a flower, I'm going to go super traditional and say peony. I just think they're so pretty and just I want some in my house all the time. Yeah. What's yours? The lily of the valley. It's my favorite. Um, okay. If you want a free trip to a new place that you've never been before, where would you go? Who would be with you? Mm. Ooh. Okay. Um, I would climb Machu Picchu because that's been a dream of mine for a long time and I want to do that soon before I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I mean, it was probably like 15 years away, but I don't know. I feel like it's a tough, it's a tough thing to do. I want to do the whole climb. So climbing the Inca trail. Um, and honestly I'd probably bring, so you guys were up here. I'm up here with Caroline, who you obviously met. And then, um, two of my very, very, very dear friends, Irina and Maddie. Um, and I think I'd probably bring you three. I just feel like we would have such a fun time 
I think we'd all do it very well. And I think we would all, we all travel very well together. And I also think that we would all bring very important elements to the trip, like sense of humor, like pushing from a like fitness standpoint, like we can do it, like, you know, determination and then like laissez faire or like carefree things. And then Maddie would just have all the water and all the snacks. (laughs) So like, where am I in this? Which one am I? You're the sense of humor. (laughs) Oh, is that? (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe you'd bring all the snacks. I, one or the other. I really thought you were going to say I would bring the maps. That also is true. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, Okay, so if you could pick one person to interview on this podcast, who would it be? We're talking about anybody. Okay, so if you want to go with my first gut, which is how my life goes, it's Oprah. But that's because I just think I want to be on her podcast. (laughs) So Oprah, if you're listening, come on. Um, She's just so incredible. and She's in so much so much good for the for the personal development world and honestly I feel like was kind of the the pioneer in that way so I would love 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 obviously to interview her because she's amazing um but okay if beyond beyond Oprah um I would really love to have Shonda Rhimes on the pod um you guys if you don't know this about me I'm a huge Grey's Anatomy fan and just a just, I mean, from the beginning, like, hello, I'm a huge diehard fan. But beyond that, I think that the role that she has had in film and, and the acting world for fe- for feminism and for female empowerment and just really bringing on strong female leads has been so trans transformational. And I think that the roles she writes are just incredible. Also, I just think she's a badass human and I would just love to be in the same vicinity and space as her. So... Yeah. Yeah, Shonda Shonda's great. Um she's done a lot for uh, uh discrimination also. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Um okay, well, those are all the questions I had for you. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? Um just thank you for being the best ever. You guys clearly Caroline should take over. <laughs> maybe you should do a whole solo episode or maybe I'll interview one t- you you one time. Um but yeah, thank you for being amazing and coming on and I'm so glad you guys got to see a piece of my my heart honestly. She's like sister more than friend really. Um yeah, it's just really cool to be able to bring oh, you want to say something? Yeah, I forgot the most important question. What does it mean to you to live your fuck yes life? Ooh, good question. Um, for me, it means living unapologetically. It means showing up uh, every single day and saying yes to the things that are hell yes and saying no to the things that are hell no and just being you and and not giving a fuck about what anyone else thinks or says and just saying this is this is who I am and and I'm going to just be me. And if that means I'm going to do weird ass dance parties with my dog where I sing to Pocahontas at the top of my lungs and if you can't get with that then that's okay. You don't have to follow me or whatever, right? Um and you just think yeah, I think that's really what it is. It's just being unapologetically yourself. What would you say is living your fuck yes life? Well, that's a loaded question. I feel like I don't know what living my fuck yes life means yet. I'm in a very big state of flux right now. So I'm trying to just like wade through the currents of my life. Um, But maybe living my fuck yes life means going to bed content with my day. 
contentment is enough for me. I don't need to be happy all the time. I'm very, contentment is what I search for. I love that. And that's living according to your values, which is a huge part of what we talked about today. So I love that. Um, and I would love to hear what all you guys have to say. I feel like I keep asking this question every, every week because it is so important. And I just think it's so fascinating to see everyone's responses and just goes to show we're all so unique and so beautiful and so different. And so hop in our Facebook group and share, um, on today's post, what you thought what it is means to you to live a fuck yes life um i would love to hear um and again if you're not in that community um you can hop in the show notes or just um head on over to my website um at the very top you'll see the community page you can just click on that and request to join um and i'll add you in but yeah um thank you caroline for hopping on you're the best and for um, interviewing me and thank you guys for your questions and for being incredible and until next week i will see you on the flip side